Good morning. Thank you for joining us on 2XXFM's local current affairs program, Subject ACT. Today is Tuesday the 30th of August. I'm Doug Dobing. Today on Subject ACT, we welcome Jim Magini, guitarist, songwriter and producer from Australian bands Midnight Oil and The Break, to talk about his ensemble of Irish musicians, Shameless Seamus. Jim talks about discovering his Irish heritage and how he is completely bewitched by the timeless traditional melodies of Irish music. Shameless Seamus explores Jim Magini's cultural background through music. Jim plays guitar, bazooki and harmonium. He teams up with some of Australia's best Irish musicians, including Alan Healy, Evelyn Finity and Christine Wheeler. The bass section includes Bird from Mental As Anything on Bodrum and Drum Kit and Michael Vidal, alumni of Bushwhackers on bass. Jim, it's great to have you back on Subject ACT. Good morning, Jim. Morning, Doug. How are you going? Going great. It's great to have you back with us on 2XXFM Canberra. Pleasure, mate. No, it's great. Lovely. Now, when we last spoke with you in Canberra, it was for the, the launching of the Midnight Oil Exhibition Tour. Now, yeah. ha- how's that tour going? Well, it's, it's good, the tour, because, I mean, it's a tour without the band even going on the road, which we're <laughs> going to do next year anyway. But I think it's Rob Hurst's attic, so he's just pulled all the stuff out of his attic. He was always a bit of a hoarder and a historian and, you know, archivist in a way. There's always one in every band, actually, if you want to look deep, deeply and underneath everything enough. He had all this stuff in his attic and that was the, the beginning of it. And then he brought all that out, Ross Heathcote from the Manly Art Gallery, and him put it together. And then other people started coming out of the woodwork with other stuff once they knew there was going to be a way of putting this out there. And so it was sort of trying to get the feeling of the band that the band being there was the trick, I think, and um, somehow they managed to do it. And it was, it was a lovely thing to be part of, actually. And it, it is and many, all the people that came to the gigs and, you know, there was a wall that people could write on about their memories of, <laughs> of midnight on gigs and all of that. So yeah, it was a sort of a healthy kind of cleansing exercise in some sort of way. Yeah. So what was it like, Jim? I mean, reliving in some ways, reliving a lot of those memories. Oh, dreadful. Terrible. <laughs> no, it was great. Great. What do you think? You know, because it was good. It was sort of. It was like being, um, you know, going back into it again and sort of seeing what it was in a way, with with the benefit of a bit of hindsight and and sort of how it affected people. I was, I guess, when I was in it, I didn't really notice that because we were so busy making albums and touring and doing everything, writing and everything. So we, you know, people would come and say things, but you were so busy with the job, you wouldn't even have time to sort of take note of people's appreciation of what you're doing in terms of the Australian context of, you know, that um, what it meant to people. So it was nice to, to get a bit of that back with a bit of distance, actually. It was quite good. And since we last spoke earlier in the year, there has been a formal announcement that Midnight Oil will reform for next year for, I was going to say, their Reformation tour almost. Yep, yeah, the Reformation, yeah, the Reformation tour. Um, well, we, yeah, we are. We're going to get together next year and see what happens and uh, kick it around and see, see if there's anything there still. I think there will be. You know, it's all, all about what we have to say now as people, not just what we had to say then as people and saying it later and history it's sort of like i think we'll bring something fresh to it and it's just a great little band i mean i've played with robin martin in the surf band the break mm. for many years now and it's always been great playing with him so we've all been playing in a way he's the only one probably hasn't been but he's out there doing it at the moment doing a tour and uh which is great and i'm sorry last, last last week in wollongong was fantastic actually and then then sort of we'll just get it out there and just play the, you know i mean we're all still here that's the thing a lot of our contemporaries have fallen by the wayside and you know, in their early 60s, and a lot of musicians, it's a hard life, you know. They, yes, they, yeah. they don't, a lot of them don't make it, you know, so it's a lot of them fallen by the wayside in recent times, and um, so it's just let's do it while we still can and make the noise, you know, mm. that we used to make. 
So, to see how we go. So, Jim, are you looking at um, releasing new music or just? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I suppose it's possible. We're mm. all. I don't think creativity was ever a problem in our band. Um, mm. There was probably too much in some ways, which sounds almost facetious. But you know, it's, it's coming from all quarters, and so it was a matter of sort of trying to make it all make sense to us to play. Some of the things didn't make any sense. That's why probably, you know, when I do my solo album, a lot of those songs that were on that we'd tried to do in the past, but yeah, for various reasons, you know, they just never made it to the album. So I thought, well, you know, I think they're good songs, but they just didn't suit whatever mode the band was in at the time. So, mm. and I think we're all a bit like that. Rob, Rob's done a lot of things like that. So, but when we bring it to the table and it all works and everyone agrees, we all, you know, just know it works, you know, it just all clicks and off it goes like a racehorse sort of chafing at the bit. I'm hoping it'll be a celebration for people to come and see and maybe bring the kids along, you know, if they were there, mm. if they're, you know, they're in their 70s or 80s or 90s <laughs> even. You know, and then the kids are there going, oh, okay, now I know what they're, they're talking about. Because some of the Go message on. is still quite current. I mean, the beds are burning, the political activation speech to say give the land back is still a, a popular theme now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's sort of, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good song, you know, Be mm. Lula and Baby Baby, I love all that stuff, mm. but... You know, when you've got an audience like we had, you know, it's good to exchange ideas with them, and, and that's what we did, really. And so I think a lot of the things haven't gone away, and they haven't... You know, a lot of things, those songs like Short Memory and still have some currency, even you as horses give a nod, you know, mm. that sort of stuff. Mm. It kind of has a, a fairly timeless quality to it because things keep happening again, again and again, you know. It's all been... Part, well, I think we were part of the discussion of Aboriginal reconciliation. We weren't responsible for it at all, but yeah. we were part of the discussion, and I think that as Jothi Undi were, as Warumpi Band were, as you know, the Redfern speech was with Keating, as Whitlam was with the Gurindji, you know, the handback, which is happening, mm. celebrations are happening this weekend uh, for that one. And then, yeah, we were just part of it. I think there is a certain currency in it. A lot of political material does date, but I think we were lucky when we made our records that we didn't get too heavy into kind of production and overdubbing and 80s synths on everything and mm. all that kind of nonsense. I think we kept it fairly raw and pure for the most part. Some exceptions, but I think we, and so the sound of the records too, I think sounds pretty fresh and raw, and mm. especially the live ones that were just cut in the studio, just straight up and down, you know. So they don't, they don't date those ones. So it's good. Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it. But just the, the trick will be to keep fit and keep focused and, um, you know, keep and, and really go through the catalogue and really do different things with it, not play the same set every night mm. or yeah, play yeah. the same things all the time, just like a like a show, you know, like keep mm. it fresh for ourselves and for the for the, for the punters, you know. And I think because yeah. you, uh, you've you all grown as people and as musicians, um, it will be different too. So I wish you all the best as the band gears up for the Midnight Oil Tour next year. But you're coming so. back to Canberra on the 3rd of September, and this time it's with your six-piece Irish rebel band, Shameless Shameless. Um, tell us <laughs> shameless, about... Shameless Shameless. Shameless Shameless, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Look, th now that's a huge change from... The, the power and the passion sound to Irish traditional music. Look, how, how did that come about? When I was about 10, I was told I was adopted and, and I didn't really, really know what to do with that information. And I think I kind of went into music as a teenager to sort of try and understand life a bit because I think in a way when you're told that, you kind of, nothing around you makes sense, you know. So I think that was my way of kind of trying to deal with being told that, you know. And even though it was sort of, it was quite fairly normal for me, feeling for me, but I think I was pretty different to most kids because I went into music very deeply and then, then after that, I think, you know, I, I found my parents after my father died. I went to, to meet them, you know, and they were actually down, down in the Canberra area, actually, and uh, met them and um, found that my on my father's side, they were all Irish, you know, which makes perfect sense because, you know, 
in a way, I've always had the Blarney running, you know, with music mm. anyway, you know. So that was quite good. And um, then I've been to Ireland a few times. So I've gotten into playing traditional music over there in sessions and doing gigs with various people. Like, um, there's a great box player called Mick McCauley who lives in Kilkenny and Clive Barnes, great guitar player there. And also Declan O'Rourke is a wonderful singer from Galway. And I've done gigs with them, those guys, and also done sessions and done, you know, with Evelyn as well. We, we, we played on little... Um, gigs on, on islands, you know, off of the Aran Islands and things and done sessions and kind of festivals and being part of that. So I really enjoyed that, you know, because it's a very communal music. It's all mm. kids play it, uh, old people play it. It doesn't, no basis of age, gender, race, you know, anyone can just join in. And that's the whole, jo- the whole joy of it. 20, 20 or 30 people all playing a tune. Nothing like it, you know. <laughs> it's hard to explain it to people, yeah. but it's, it's a lovely lovely feeling to be in that kind of communal sort of music without any the trappings of fame or success it's just on the, on the grassroots you know so mm-hmm. that's been my discovery i was asked to put together a band for the st patrick's day parade in sydney a few years ago and so i called on a few people on alan and evelyn and uh they're in show me show us now and i think bird was in it then um my son was playing in it uh, as well and now we've got like a slightly rejig version of that with um chris wheeler playing the whistles and yeah. he's a lovely musician from blue mountain Great singer as well, and Evelyn, who's a lovely singer. She sings on Letters of the Rose, I think you're going to put, so you're going to play that. Um, and uh, and Alan, and we, we all got to rehearse for it, and the Patrick's Day parade got rained out, which is hilarious because, you know, Irish weather. <laughs> yeah. And they actually, they actually had to stop the parade, it was that bad, you know. Normally in Ireland, you just, you just keep going. That's right. But then yeah. through, through that, we've done quite a lot of shows in various incarnations of it, and um, played, you know, down in Tasmania. The Mona Museum played at distilleries, we played at wineries, we played in clubs, we played in you know, festivals and things, Illawarra Festival and things like that. So we've been sort of doing a fair bit of stuff with it. So it's a real interest for me and I love learning tunes. It's my, my real passion just sitting down with a new tune and learning it and playing it. It's so a lovely thing. So, How has this transformed you as a musician? I mean, learning to play, say, the bouzouki, the ukulele and the harmonium, how was, that, was that a natural transition for you as a guitar player? Um, I used to play all that stuff on the oil, but, <laughs> right, right. you know, I played bazooka, I played ukulele, I played harmonium, some of them. You probably have to listen a bit hard for it, but it's yeah. there. And, um, so, you know, it's, I've always been a bit of a tinkerer with different sort of sound, sonic kind of stuff. Yeah, it just came pretty natural. I mean, the thing with the bazooka, it's like a bass around backwards tuning, so mm. that's a bit tricky. But once I got my head around that, that was all right. And then really, as a musician, I think it just... It, it makes you aware of the, how, how um, all-encompassing and how influential Irish music is when you look at music generally and how, like, a good tune, like a good air, like a good waltz or a good melody is just a beautiful thing, you know. The show can farewell is a beautiful song, which is in that documentary, Ken Burns' documentary about the Civil War. It sounds like an Irish song. I think it was written in America in the Appalachian. It's very reminiscent of that, that longing. It has a longing quality and a sadness to it, but... As well, you can tap your feet to it. You can actually jump around to it at the same time. So it's got everything going on. It's got the head, the heart, you know, the feet, mm. all going at the same time. So I, I love it. I just think it's, um, it probably has influenced my outlook as a musician, just being aware of, of, of the importance of it, I think, in, in Western music, you know, when you hear it on the radio. When there's sort of always a, a sad, longing air, I said, oh, that just sounds very Irish, that bit, you know. Mm. And, um, you know, there's beautiful, you know, there's lovely, you know, slip jigs, all the reels, the hornpipes there's just so many beautiful melodies out there and um you know you, you play that i mean we played at david boyd at paint's funeral and everyone was just crying because I mean, it's mm-hmm. just played some, one of uh, turlo or carolyn's airs um he's sort of like the j.s bark of irish music we played that and then everyone just lost it you know yeah. so it has a very universal quality even if you don't know what irish music is or never heard it before it does get people 
because I was listening to one of the songs on your album, Shameless Shame, Shameless Shame, Shameless, and the Tullamore Jewers, The Ballroom of Romance. One of your songs, Red is the Rose, it's based on a, a traditional song from the 1840s. Well, the words of that song still have a, if you want to say, a love song sound about it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, so, you know, um, it's beautiful, it's like a, you know, absolutely gorgeous track and you know, Evelyn sings it and um, plays a fiddle in it. And, uh, you know, we were in the studio making the record and we only took two days to make it. Cause we just, it's better to play. And it, we were singing live, everything was live. That's mm. the way I like to do it. It does, it sounds and, very natural, that album, yeah. Yeah, it's just not meant to be any artifice or cleverness to it. It's just going bang the songs down and then you, you have a more more complexity that way when you when you actually have an organic process of people while playing live as opposed to, you know, overdubbing and getting the studio technology. Mm. I think, I think, I think that song, you know, when it's from the heart like that, that sort of music, it has to have that breath of life mm. in the performance, you know. I think um, we managed to sort of get it on the album, definitely. You, know? you are listening to Red is the Rose, sung by Evelyn Finity from the album Shameless Shameless and the Tullamore Dews, Ballroom of Romance.
You are listening to Subject ACT on 2XXFM, 98.3, People Powered Radio. Keep listening to Jim Magini, guitarist, songwriter and producer from iconic Australian bands including Midnight Oil and The Break, talking about his ensemble of Irish musicians, Shameless Seamus. I think uh, we play a, a good mix of things. Like we mm-hmm. don't, we, we, we do the odd slow one. There's a lot of up tunes. There's rebel songs, which is, you know, about the from the south of, of Ireland, you know, mm-hmm. the Cork area. You know, everyone's from Cork. Um, whereas actually Alan's from Dublin, which is more the English influence. Um, yeah, yeah. So you have the kind of that two things. I think, um, well, Alan's a very, very funny guy to mm-hmm. watch and, and he's very entertaining, our sort of guy standing in the middle of the stage, you know. Yeah. Um, he's he's a lovely kind of, uh, you know, he's, he's played with the Dubliners and he's all the Irish people back in the 70s and 80s in Ireland and before he came out here and, Really well-rounded musician, great banjo player and, and performer. Mm. And um, so you've got him and you've got like a pretty cook and rhythm section with Mike Vidal and Bird on drums. Mike Vidal's a bass player who's played with the Bushwhackers and John Walker, another alumni, if you yeah. that's the way to say it. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the tunes on top, you know, so you've got everyone and, and Chris playing the, the tunes, you know, and uh, myself as well. So it's kind of like a... You know, it's, it's, it's sort of heavy bottom end, good bottom end to it, not heavy, heavy, good, yeah, you know, good dance quality, ball yeah, and yeah. with, with a, something for the head and the heart flying over the top. So I think it's sort of, um, yeah, we just, I don't even know how to describe it really because I'm in it, you know, yeah. you have to come and see it. <laughs> come on down and see it, guys. I, look, I agree. I think it will be a lot of foot tapping, as it says. It promises a reeling and rollicking show. And, and I think it does show a diversity of music and and your, um, not just your bloodline, but something that you're very proud of. Yeah, I, I just, I'm, I just, I think that the thing in Australia, I think a lot of the times with, with the, you know, the older musicians is that people tend to just fall back, rest on their laurels and go back to what they know and then what the audience knows. There's nothing wrong with that, absolutely nothing at all. Mm. But for myself, I just don't, I, just, I guess I'm a bit more distracted than that. I, I like to kind of dabble in different areas mm. and bring other things to the table. So I'm doing an electric guitar orchestra uh, at the moment. I'm doing a, uh, which is an interesting project. Mm. So the surf band with the break, the, the Irish stuff. And um, you know, there's all there's always things happening that are different for me. So I've never been one to sort of go go, go into a, a pub and play, you know, beds are burning, you know, in my mm. waistcoat, you know, <laughs> with the RSL, you know, the Bay and Marie sort of steaming no. on the other side of the room. It's just not my style. No. no. But, I, but I think with Irish music, it's just it's so joyous. And, and I, that's what I love about it. And I love that's why I love playing it. Just, it does affect people in a, in a beautiful way, and and with a great band, like a great bunch of musicians, what we've got, it's um, it's um, it's just a lot of fun. You know, I think it's a lot of fun for people, and a lot of the songs are political, like the Oils in a way, like the rebel stuff. You know, mm-hmm. Black and Tans and all that. Songs like Arthur McBride, and you know, um, some of the other ones that we've played before. But it, it is very kind of that's kind of. It, not sort of so current, I guess, because there's so much more peace. The peace process in Ireland's really established now, but it's it's good to remember the history and just sort of, you know, just just sort of remember what happened and how things got to be the way they are now without ignoring it. Hmm. Let's just see, you know, what what made things the way they are now. It had to go through a process of almost blowing up in your face before it can actually calm down a bit. So it's an interesting, um, politically, the lyrics are really spot on and quite very direct as well and hard hitting. Mm. Um, and then the next song, you know, sort of like, you know, a ballad where you'll just be swooning and, you know, you'll just be, um, 
you know, I think uh, Bob Dylan said about the Clancy Brothers, he said, you know, the one minute they're doing a rebel song and you're jumping up and down with your heart beating fast, the next one, you know, they're doing a, s- a slow ballad and you're just swooning and then, you know, it's like cut off your head and <laughs> stick a sword in it kind of thing. Cause yeah. it's, just, <laughs> it's getting everything going at the same time. That's what we try and do. This song is called The Leaving of Liverpool. Um, Alan Healy sings this one. And uh, we put like a, a rock beat to it, like a like a like almost a running bear kind of thumpy tom-tom pattern in it, which I've never heard with this song before, but it does, it really suits the band, and the song is all about uh, migration and the diaspora coming around the world, and the departure from the Irish shores because of the poverty and the the famine and everything, so it's a very sort of longing sort of song as well. This one is very appropriate because uh, Alan, our singer, actually lives in Liverpool and Sydney, so um, it's very, you know, every time he leaves there, we're talking about leaving Liverpool. (laughs) Of course, he means in Liverpool in England, that's what the song is, but um, it's a, it's a very, um, yeah, it's, very, it's sort of when the band's sort of really kind of hitting its bootstraps in the studio and um, you can sort of hear all that sort of coming through. Yeah, enjoy. Shameless Shamers featuring Jim Magini is performing at the Canberra Irish Club on the 3rd of September. You are listening to 2XXFM 98.3, celebrating 40 years of community radio in Canberra. Well, this song is called The Parting Glass. It's a traditional Irish song, uh, the lyric is. And I was in um, down in Ross Carberry, which is down in Cork, uh, West Cork, uh, staying in a friend's place, and they had a piano there, and they had the music there. Of the and the lyrics of the song, and I, at that stage, I couldn't really read music that well. I can read it better now, but I sort of thought, well, I just make up my own music to it because I really like the words about, you know, it's about being in the bar and saying goodnight, and maybe it's the last time you'll see that person. It, it might be one of those things when you do say goodbye to people. It's sort of, well, this could be the last time, you know, that that sort of business of sort of not knowing what's going to come tomorrow. So the, the song deals with that, and. Um, you know, may joy come to you all. I mean, that's the sort of thing. Good night, may joy come to you all. Sort of lyric, and I think I did my own music for it. It sounds more like a Neil Finn song musically, in a way, um, but it goes down really well, and it's a really great song to end the night with, and a bit of sing along at the same time. So, yeah, enjoy it.
It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. And thanks, thanks, mate. Yeah, good on you, Doug. Thanks for calling. And we'll catch up another time soon. Wish you all the best, Lovely, Jim. Yeah. Enjoy yourself and, and come down to the show, everybody. It'd be great to see you. That was Jim Magini, guitarist, songwriter and producer from Australian bands Midnight Oil and The Break, talking about his ensemble of Irish musicians, Shameless Seamus. Shameless Seamus, featuring Jim Magini, will perform at the Canberra Irish Club in Weston on the 3rd of September. For more information, go to www.irishclub.com.au To listen to this program again, or previously aired Subject ACT programs, please like or join Subject ACT Facebook page and follow the links to the SoundCloud site, or visit soundcloud.com forward slash Subject ACT. Join us tomorrow morning at 8.30 on Subject ACT with Carolina, Patrick and Jeff for more local current affairs and news. Coming up next on 2XX at 9 o'clock is Radio Landcare. Stay tuned for more on 2XXFM 98.3 People Powered Radio celebrating 40 years of community radio in Canberra. I'm Doug Dobing on Subject ACT. Thank you for your company. Have a great day.